A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season, Amonkhet Episode 6. We're brought to you by Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics at NEC Coolidge on Facebook. So, uh, today we have 10 cards to look at. Okay. We have one, two, three, four, five, six rares and mythics. And uh, that means that you can do, so you do some math. Let me see. You, you do 10 minus 6, carry the uh, four non rares. Whoa. Yeah. Get, the ratio get is shifting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> before we get too excited about it, let's see if any of these are any good for oh, constructive. There's a couple good ones in here. We're going to start off with the cruel reality that this card is probably not great. Uh, what is the card? This card is cruel reality. Imagine that. It is black, black, five. So it's a seven cost enchantment or a curse. Curses are back. Enchant player. At the beginning of enchanted player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. If the player can't, he or she loses five life. All right. So in theory... Can we talk a little about the art here? It's a story spotlight card, right? Oh, Okay, so, uh, what is happening here? Well, I'll tell you what's happening. Is uh, The flavor text says, As Gideon watched the initiate murder his crop mate, his admiration of the city of Noctamun gave way to horror. Aw. Yeah, so notice that you know Gideon, the guy who like punched Ulamog in the face, is being held back by two mortals uh, in that art, uh, which I, I find kind of amusing. And it's, it, it's... also ironic because... Gideon almost drowned in a puddle once when Ob pushed his Yeah. So like Ob pushed his face in a puddle and then like he was drowning and Ob was like, eh, I won't kill you. Uh, so he didn't die, but we almost we almost got rid of him. Almost I was gonna say once. it's it's pretty sad because uh just a, a couple spoilers ago, we got renewed faith where Gideon looks hopefully at the gods. Yeah, and now he's watching his buddy drown someone and that's not going so well. So anyways, I think that this card um is so, like, the most natural home for this would be as a control finisher. Definitely. Right? Like, for seven mana, I, I can't imagine what other deck is going to want this. Uh, no. But I don't like it as a control finisher, so therefore, like, I don't think it's a great card. The reason don't I don't like, like it... You like it as a control finisher? No. Okay, why? So, let's compare some control finishers. Sure. Okay. So, Aetherling. Okay. Six mana, really good card, creature, could, like blink itself to prevent uh being targeted by removal um it could pump itself it could pump its toughness etc dragon lord ojitai right had like pseudo hexproof it's a 5-4 flyer um you know both of those cards uh didn't just win the game they helped you when you were like a little bit behind or they helped to stabilize the board Cruel Finality is 7 mana which means that you're not playing it till very late in the game um and if you are behind then this card is not getting you ahead. Uh, this you're paying seven mana to kill a creature of their choice, and then they just like you die the next turn in all likelihood. Um, the only way I could see this getting played is if you go in super control mode, where you're playing like you know the old blue white elixir deck, which had like no win condition and just like cycle this deck via elixir of immortality, right? Where you're hoping to gain complete control of the game, and then you just deploy this as a way to finish because like. You know, most players are not going to have ways to deal with 7-minute enchantments. But I don't think, realistically, we're going to have the tools for that kind of control deck. Yeah, I just don't think that you need quite that much control of the board. Because if they have two creatures and they're not both lethal, then you put this down. It takes care of a creature that turn. It takes care of the creature next turn. Like, it, it does partially but help they can you play gain more control creatures. of the board. 
Yeah, but this shouldn't be... So turn seven, yes, this is the only thing that you do, and it takes care of one creature. But after that, it takes care of one creature. You have all your mana up again, and, like, you should be keeping the board relatively clear. I just think if you don't have control of the board by, like, the turn you're playing this, you're in a bad spot, and this card's not going to catch you up. Like, so, so just, like, if you're in a bad spot, right, so they have a couple creatures, you're not going to have a high life total. Like, if you're playing control deck, if you don't have control by, you know, turn 7 or 8, you're probably almost dead. So, this is 7 mana to kill a creature of their choice, and then do it again the next turn. And you have, that's like 2 turns of that, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, like, like I said, I think the only deck that sees it play is like a very controlling control deck. It's possible that that deck maybe does exist. Um, but it, it, based on recent history, I, I think Wizards doesn't like decks like that. All right, yeah, and based on the spoilers we've seen Also, so far. like, Embalm just kind of, like, makes this card yeah, worse. Yeah, that's true. Embalm is pretty... Embalm makes it worse. Like, Scrap Heap Scrounger makes it worse. Like, there's so many things that make that it worse. Yeah, yeah, I just don't... It's cool, though. Yeah. I know that's not enough value. No, no. Uh, All right, you want to take the next one? Sure. So this is Approach of the Second Sun. Tentative translation. Tentative sure. translation. Sure. Um, and we do see the second sun and um, the loss's horns in the distance. Oh, yeah. Just like the gem of becoming between his horns. Yeah, just like. So this is six white for sorcery. If Approach of the Second Sun was cast from your hand and you cast another spell named Approach of the Second Sun this game, you win the game. If not, you gain seven life and put Approach of the Second Sun back into your library as the seventh card from the top. Your thoughts? I, what? What's going to play this? I don't know. Why? It's, I, this is like, we've had a lot of, okay, not a lot. This and Gideon have like these weird, like, win the game. Yep. Um, and I think that the like this has the same problem as the last card we talked about, where in a control deck, this realistically is not going to be seven turns away. So you cast it, you tap out and pay seven mana, Oof. and you gain seven life, and nothing happens to the board. Yeah, that is okay? not enough to save you. Yeah, but like that, and that's the same thing the last card is doing. Is you're tapping out for seven mana and doing nothing to the board. Um, but you, you're anyways, getting rid of a creature. The, you're getting rid of a creature on their next upkeep, and it's one of their choice. You don't even get to pick it. Yeah. Um, like it brings you back if you're very, very close to being like stabilizing. Otherwise, it. This is, this is the same thing, right? You gain seven life. Uh, this does not help you when you're behind. Um, and then you put it seven cards on the bottom. Assuming you like have some glimmers or anticipates or something like that, like you'll be able to get to the card faster. But uh, it like I don't think it it's good enough. It's just bad when you're behind. It's a do nothing card. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't like it. I agree. Uh, now what about unlimited? Huh? Because I, I'm thinking if you're able to clog up the board as is often the case in limited. You get to seven, like, it's not impacting the board, but if, if you're sort of at a board stall, I don't know. Well, waiting another seven cards to draw seven it cards again is like a fourth of your deck, right? Yeah, that's I think that's you need to have some slow. card draw or something. Or, like, mill or something, yeah. Yeah, because it feels feels not quite good enough. I think it's a sideboard card. I think if you're playing a, um, in, like, your limited deck and you're finding that your games are going really long and really grindy, then I think it's acceptable to side this in. But it's going to take you a little bit to get to seven mana. Um, and then when yeah. you do, it's going to take you another seven turns. <laughs> set, to draw your, it again. Yeah, and then again. you have to play it. Right. So I think mana. if you have a grinding deck and like, you can work through some cards, then I, I would sideboard this in. Um, otherwise, it's it's not a, a card I'm excited about. Yeah. Well, it is at rare, so you probably won't see a lot of it. There you go. 
What? Yeah, the next card too. We just have all these dirtily, like do nothing cards. Yeah. So we have new perspectives, which is blue five enchantment. When new perspectives enters the battlefield, draw three cards. As long as you have seven or more cards in hand, you may pay zero rather than pay cycling costs. I mean, six for draw three is very expensive, but it sort of has this this tantalizing second clause, like, oh, you're going to draw so many cards, you're going to have seven, you can just cycle away all the cards you don't need, and, yeah. but it, it... I'm not seeing, like, so far I'm not seeing the, cycle, the deck that, like, has enough no. cycling to make this good. I don't see enough support, yeah. No. But, I mean, even if... I, I don't know what the support would look like. I'm trying to imagine what the support would look like. What cards they would have to print for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to play New Perception. Yeah. Now. I mean, I'm sure you could play like a crazy deck in Modern with this card and like Lab Maniac and then have every other card in your deck have cycling. And then you just cycle through your entire deck for free, play Lab Man and win. Uh, but that, like that's not, that's I don't think it's going to be competitive. <laughs> You're paying a six man enchantment to do this? Yeah. Like, yeah, again, yeah. I don't dirtily. think it's dirtily no. not very good. Next card. Uh, this one's more exciting. This is a mythic, though. Yeah, this is this is Angel of Sanctions. White, white, three. For a 3-4 angel with flying. When Angel of Sanctions enters the battlefield, you may exile, target non-land permanent, and opponent controls until Angel of Sanctions leaves the battlefield, and it has Embalm, white, five. So its Embalm cost is just one more than its own yeah. cost, which is... Which is so good. Good rate. So, like, looking at the base rate, five mana for a three, four flying is fine, uh, but bad. Like, it's on yeah. the low end of fine. Like, it has to have a pretty good ability. It's acceptable, but it's got, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really beat any of the flying cards that we've seen. It doesn't beat it does Dragon, it doesn't Abyssin. beat Abyssin, it doesn't beat Heart. Yeah. All right. So yeah, this just dies to everything in the air. Dies so. to pretty much everything. So um, actually, it's base rate. I'm feeling less good about, but um, but its ability is so good. Yeah. Um, I love a couple things about it. Um, I love that it answers everything, including planeswalkers, um, and including like the flyers that it could die to if they already have one out. I love that you can curve Panharmonicon into this and exile oh, two things. Painful. Yep. Um, and I love the embalm. Because your opponent kills this, and you're like, "Sure, hope you have another removal spell," and you like you play it again. Like I, that's what I think it makes this really good. Um, I think that this is gonna this card will will see standard play because of that ability is so powerful. Additionally, I I really like this in an always watching deck, a four or five flyer that exiles or something. Oh yeah, with vigilance that feels so much better. Um, so I, I I'm looking again. I think that like. Yeah, there might be some looking. kind of red-white always-watching deck, like mid-range deck that I would play. You get to play Gideon, Dragon, oh. this Angel, Avacyn. I don't know what the right mix of these cards is, and I don't know what the low end of the curve is yet, but like it, it seems like it has some potential there because all these cards are individually very strong. And, you know, if I can make Panharmonicon work again, sign <gasps> me up. Sign me up. Yeah, though basically none of the other cards you just mentioned would work with Panharmonicon, so... You can make it blue-white, throw in this, and uh, Cloud Blazer. Maybe they'll uh, unban Reflector Mage for me? What do you think? No. Oh, <laughs> and then you'd throw in, um, what, Displacer? Uh, duh! Dis <laughs> Displacer belongs in every Panharmonicon deck. That's like a three of. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I really like Angel of Sanctions. Seems really strong. So without the Embalm, it would be still be fine, but the Embalm is what really puts it over the top, because your opponent needs two removal spells to answer this um which is is strong and especially when a lot of the removal right now is focused on cheap creatures um you know like fatal push or shock or things like that 
Um, Grasp still deals with it. Um, and the four mana instant exile enchantment yeah. effect uh, deals with it permanently. Our new well, one, yeah. ish, because it deals, it doesn't Right, have it involved. deals with the embalm Yeah, part. but then yeah. you can play another angel and exile the uh, enchantment, and then <laughs> and you're all set. This. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, I, I really like the card. I'm looking forward to playing with this card in standard. Yeah, I agree. I, I do like it a lot better with Always Watching, because three, four... Yeah, I just, I'm excited to try Always Watching again. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, and uh, I think the card is... is poised for a comeback mm. all right our next card is dissenters deliverance this is green one destroy target artifact and cycling for green and it's an instant oh and it's an instant yeah card does it all yeah kills all the artifacts you could want to kill yeah no restriction on the no artifact restriction. cost it's or... an instant yeah finally and, it, and cycles. it has cycling so if you don't need it cycle it love it i think the uh it's gonna depend it's gonna be a metagame call um in terms of like do you want this or natural obsolescence? Sure. Uh, because an obsolescence deals with scrap heap. If scrap heap continues to see a ton of play, then I think obsolescence is probably better. But till this otherwise, I would absolutely play de- deliverance because the ability to cycle it when you don't need it is such a good ability to have. Yeah. I guess the other thing that we have to watch out so for efficient. is if Liliana makes a delirium deck viable again, then putting something on the bottom of the library versus destroying it into the graveyard might be relevant. Sure, sure, that's a good point. Though I, I, I feel like Delirium decks are probably, if they're going to run an artifact, they're it's probably going to be Ballista, and then yeah. like they just sack it. You can't it. get it either way. Yeah, but it's a good point. What other artifacts do you think a Delirium deck would want? Are there, like, what are the... Oh, no, Noxious Gearhulk, right? It would oh, be Noxious yeah, Gearhulk, Noxious Gearhulk. Yeah, so Noxious Gearhulk, definitely Obsolescence. Well, maybe you don't want to Obsolescence that, because then they just Traverse it again. That's true. So maybe, yeah. Maybe you do just maybe, want to destroy it. Yeah, and give them the delirium. Because once, I mean, they're going to be able to hit four, probably. Right, no matter and what. And Emrakul so. doesn't matter anymore. So, um, yeah, okay, I'm so liking this card over Obsolescence, I think. Uh, where Obsolescence is only favorable in a Scrap Heap Scrounger heavy metagame. Yeah. So our next card is Bounty of the Luxa, or Luxa, or Luja, Luza, Loser. <laughs> uh, well, how would you, how do you, how would you pronounce this? Luxa. Luxa? Luxay? No. Luxor? No. L-U-X-A. I'm just... Hey. Hey. I don't speak Egyptian. The <laughs> Egyptian know. is not... This is an Egyptian-themed set. Okay? Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. We have places named like, you know, Noctamun. So I'm trying to I'm trying to give proper, proper pronunciation to these words like Luxa. But yeah, I'm just going to call it Luxa. So uh, this is a blue-green two enchantment. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all flood counters from Bounty of the Luxa. If no counters were removed this way, put a flood counter on Bounty of the Luxa and draw a card. Otherwise, add colorless green-blue to your mana pool. So I like Luxa is the Nile, right? You can see the, the flavor there. This card is very flavorful. All right, it floods and then it recedes. It floods and then it recedes. It floods and then it recedes. It, keeps, it just goes through, you know? Yeah. It just keeps on flooding, bringing the Bounty... Then not then just going away. Uh, yeah, I, I have to say when I first read this, it was very confusing. It is very. Confusing I had to figure card. it out. I was like, okay, so first Basically, turn it comes down. Yeah. Assuming you play it. Uh, oh, is it at the beginning of your beginning of your combat phase? Oh, so, so you don't get yeah, it no. on the first turn you play it. So the second turn after you play it, you draw a card. Yep. The turn after that, you get you three get the mana. mana. The turn after that, you draw a card. Yep. The turn after that, you get three mana. So you can't unless you find a way to proliferate. Sure. But, yeah, this card is like, it tries to remove a counter, and if it can't, you draw a card and put a counter on it. And if you can, you add the three mana. 
So like you said, you're gonna if you play this on turn four, you are paying four mana to draw a card on turn five. Yeah. And then uh, to then get three mana on turn six to ramp you to nine. To nine, because there's so many great things at nine that you would be running. That's the problem, right? Is like if it ramps you to ten, then that's the magic Ulamog number. And like maybe there's some kind of like ramp deck that would play this. But I don't think that 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 nine is quite good enough. I could th- I could maybe see it in a Sultai control deck where you're able to go like um, you know turn four you play it turn five it replaces itself and you can kill something on board or wipe the board or whatever. And then on turn six you're able to deploy a threat like a planeswalker and then hold up counter magic. Um, yeah. And then like after that, then this card starts to to add up a little bit because you're getting a car fifty uh, percent more cards than your opponent and. Um, the ability to kind of deploy something or be a little more aggressive with your mana every other turn. You know, card is like maybe worth keeping an eye on it. It feels like a strong card, but I don't think in this standard it seems very good right, right. now. It's one of those like the longer it stays out, the better it is, but... But it's just it, bad when yeah, it comes down. Yeah, I mean, it just it has that same problem as Panharmonicon and as Foretold where the turn it comes down... It does nothing, and so it really has to make up for that quite quickly. And this literally does nothing the turn it comes down. Yeah, and then, I mean, the next turn, it does nothing really the first two turns. Like, you're paying four mana to do nothing for two turns. Yeah, which is just not not really good enough in this standard, right? If you can wait a couple turns and then draw the cards and have extra mana and be able to hold up counter magic, then it starts to look good, but it's just slow. Maybe there's an argument for this card uh, as like a one or two of, and maybe you don't play it on turn four, but you wait to play it on turn like six or seven. And then you don't get benefit until turn seven or eight. Yeah, but like if you're a control deck, you want to go long, right? So like you play this and you're still able to hold up a removal spell and then you draw a card and then you get the mana and you're able to deploy another win condition of some sort and uh, i don't know it just uh, i don't know if it feels like it does enough like you want to be able to use the mana in some way and that's why you're drawing cards so you can use the mana on them yeah i guess i don't know it feels like if you're going to play a control deck which is presumably mostly reactive yeah uh then mana on your turn is not as good as mana on your opponent's turn though so you really want to be including some kind of proactive threat sure um We'll see. We'll see. I'm not super optimistic, especially in currently, but yeah. it could change. Agreed. But very cool. Yeah. Getting a lot of enchantments this set. Yeah. Yeah, enchantments. And we did have a couple of the artifacts. We had the two-cost Throne of the God Pharaoh. Yeah, I think the artifacts, I mean, like, artifacts a little high, but, like, probably flood over, or, like, roll over from Kaladesh. Sure. I wonder if there's some enchantment block coming up. Ah, uh, that could be. That yeah, could I don't be. know. Do we know anything about the world after Cal? I know we're not even like in Kaladesh yet, but do we know anything about we're the world? We're not in Kaladesh yet? That's not good. No, the pre-release is still two weeks away. For Kaladesh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are well into Kaladesh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In yes. fact, the Ether Revolt has already happened. Yeah. Pia's Revolution. Yeah. All of that stuff. Tezzy has escaped Tezzy? to a place I heard called Amonkhet. Don't know what's going on there. Uh, but, you know... Amonkhet, so uh, maybe you know we know the set after Amonkhet, presu- like is going to be either seems like in storyline Dominaria. Then there was some like spoilers of and because it's like magic going to be Magic's twenty fifth anniversary and Dominaria is where it all started. So oh, like, exciting! Yeah, go back to Dominaria and that's where Johnny went and their Gatewatcher planning on meeting up there afterwards. So maybe I'll meet there. Um, there's also some art spoiler for booster packs with Atlasan written on them that looks like kind of a mediterranean like atlantis mediterranean world okay okay um, so fish people uh merfolk, merfolk? Yeah. it had merfolk on the booster 
Um, but I, I don't know. I, f- I think maybe we'll go back to Dominary first. Um, mm. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Our next card is Supply Caravan. This is white four for a three five. When it enters the battlefield, if you control a tapped creature, create a one one white warrior creature token with vigilance. Cool. So it's a common. I think it's pretty good and limited. I think you're very likely to have tapped creatures for from from exert, from attacking, from I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I like running like one of these, one or yeah. two of these. I it's not great. Like this is not as for five mana. You're playing something that's more or less just gonna kind of block. Um, yeah and the one one white warrior like the vigilance thing is just strikes me as weird like yeah. you can't attack with a one one like yeah how but often if you, you could attack? it could block too oh it could you're right you're yeah. right uh that just strikes me as odd so i i don't know i don't know how much that's worth like i guess you can double block something and then you have four power but yeah i don't want to love it i don't know it has the I, so five for three five is is okay but let's say you could get like three tokens. Three? T- Wait, what? It's don't you get one for each tapped creature? No. Oh, create a. Oh, okay. That's why I thought it was better. I was like, you can yeah. get a whole bunch of tokens, oh, no. tap all your creatures. If it was for each tapped creature, <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised strong. that you were so negative on it. Yeah, okay. it's just one. Uh, well, so basically, right. like a four, six, or five mana, which is fine. Spread across Split two between, bodies. Yeah, two bodies. Yeah, it's all mediocre. Right. Uh, Nimble Blade Kenra. This is red one for a one three prowess. That's it. And that's 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 the, the art text. is sweet on this card. Yeah, what's the art look like? It's this like Egyptian dog face. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. It literally says it in the type line. Oh, uh, it's a jackal a dog. Oh, Katie. Oh, Katie, you <laughs> need to like, brush up on oh, your yeah. Egyptian myth- mythology. Okay. I thought we were ready for this. You know, I was a big fan of Egyptian mythology back in the day, but apparently you were not. You were not. I'm a little disappointed. I thought I married someone who, you know, had a little more, a little more mythology in her. So, so is a jackal a dog? Not, not gonna merit an answer. I'm just not gonna. It's at least partially a dog. Yes. All right. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah. And there. I'll let you look up and find the details. Their whole like body and face and arms are just pitch black. Because it's a jackal. Really? That makes them... Oh, we're moving on. This I can't do this. Uh, Winged Shepherd is white 5 for it's a 3-3 three, really three nice flying contrast. vigilance. Uh, cycling white. Cool. I like it. Play it in limited. I mean, well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> 6 for 3-3 three, three is pretty small. Yeah. Flying vigilance makes it more... Exactly. A more so, aggressive card. I still think that you would play it because flying is so good in limited. Um, and a 3-3 three, three is, like, a fine body. Yeah, this is a card I can see cutting, though. Like, if you have better stuff in the oh, slot, yeah. play it. But yeah, if yeah. you if you don't have anything to kind of play for six and, like, you think you can get through in the air, go ahead. And, like, it cycles, so, like, early game, you can just dump it. Right, worst comes to worst, you're stuck at, like, four mana, and they have things that are bigger in the air. Just yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, so, not, you know. I, yeah, I wouldn't pick it highly, but I, I think it's a fine thing to put in a six slot. Sure. Last card of the night. I'm going to let you have this one. I know you're excited about it. Yeah, I am excited, but I have a complaint. So Oh. Oh, okay. It okay. is green three. This is champion champion of Ronus. Okay. What's the creature type? This is a jackal. What's that? That's partially a dog. Oh, cool. <laughs> what? Jackals don't bark. They could. Oh, you don't dear. know anything. Oh, right. dear. It's a three I know what a jackal three. is, at least. It's a three three. You may exert it. As How much does it cost? 
I already said that. I didn't hear you. I was too busy yeah, being upset well, the, about you the, not knowing what a jackal is. The viewer listeners heard me. The viewer listeners? They're just viewers, Katie. They're viewers. You may exert it as it attacks. When you do, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. No restrictions on this creature card. It could be a 10-cost creature. It could be... It's an Ulamog. Any color creature. Yeah. Just just put it down. So put, can't Throw cast. it down. Throw it down. You yeah. don't get to cast it. Right, but put it down. So... That's pretty powerful. Yep. Complaint. Yep. This card doesn't have haste, so it comes down on turn four. Its body is a 3-3, three, three, and you're swinging with it on turn five. And so it's it's like a one-time thing. It's going to die. They might be able to kill it in between because it's not that big. doesn't have any protection, yeah. and it's fairly late in the game. But if you can get in one swing, this could be really good. My concern in limited, though, is... The games go long. You often get a lot of mana. You don't have that many bombs, and if you have one, you can probably just afford to play it from your hand anyway. Yeah, I like I like it in limited though. Like it's just gonna gain you tempo. Oh yeah. Like yeah. four mana for a three three. Like you can make a good attack with that. Yeah. And then it's just gonna make it so that you can cast like multiple spells in a turn, um, and that'll put you hopefully far ahead, far enough ahead on board that you can pull up, pull it out. Um, but for constructed, what do you think uh, is? What do you want to put into play with this? Gosh, I don't know. I guess a Gear Hulk, maybe? Yeah. I mean, something I with a good ETB. A gear, a gear Hulk is a good... I think that this is not like a... Uh, you swing with this and, you know, play like an Emrakul. I mean, Emrakul's banned, so you definitely don't do that. And it's but... on cast anyway, so... What's on cast? Isn't the Emrakul trigger on cast? Yeah, but it's also a 13-13 flyer with protection from instance and trample. Okay, Like, so it's very good. Good enough to play, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't think you're looking to play an Ulamog with this, um, because I think that you don't... Like, it's such a, an iffy ability in terms of its consistency that I don't think you want to build a deck around, like, this ability. No. Uh, and, like, you know, having, like, ramp cards to ramp to your big threats. Otherwise, like, that just seems bad. I think that where you want this, um, I agree with you, is you, you basically want to play a five or six drop with it. So, like, this is going to be able to, I think the best thing you can do is attack, choose to exert, put in a gear hulk, put, like, two counters on this to make it live, distribute the rest of the counters elsewhere, right? Because it's going to... Oh, I do like that. The virtuous gear hulk. Or you attack, you put in a noxious gear hulk, you kill a blocker, gain some life, and then hopefully maybe it gets to attack again. Uh, So... Yeah, it is nice. It is when it attacks, that's when you put the creature down. So whatever effects that creature may have will take place before the block step yeah i think you're really looking to put like a five drop down a five yeah. or a six drop uh right even so not like huge something that you could play angel of even sanctions. if this creature gets killed yeah angel of sanctions coming down and uh exiling a blocker oh, that would be or lovely. uh you know like a free archangel avison is totally acceptable um and even like angel of invention like there's just so many decent five drops that it, i think that this card uh i like it because it feels like it's a must kill threat um, that is true. Yeah, and um, if they don't kill it, like you can do some busted stuff. I think it's going to be the most disappointing when you don't have anything to put in. Yeah. Because then you're paying four mana for a three three in standard, and that's just a, like a really bad spot to be in. So yeah. you know, I, it can certainly be not great, but I think the upside is very high. The ceiling for the card is very high. Yeah, um, I mean because of the tempo, like yeah. the tempo element is so good. You have to get the tempo because. If you're playing this on curve, it's excellent. If you 
if it's a late draw, if you're top decking this, it's terrible because yeah. you don't get to play anything else. It's probably smaller than everything else already yeah. on the board. Whereas like Verger's Gearhulk is always a pretty decent top deck. Like a yeah. worst case scenario is that you pay a five mana for an eight eight, which right. is fine. Yeah, I was mean to Gearhulk in our previous floor season. I know. I was excited about it, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, because it's because it's a big green creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With trample, but it turns out that sometimes that's just pretty good. Yeah, it was. Um, it's been a good. And card. the flexibility with the the counters yeah. was very I mean, very snake important. Snake was and snake. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, I agree with you. This card's not a great top deck. Um, I think it wants to be in a deck, kind of like, I don't know, kind of like the somewhere between like black green energy and black green like mid range counters. Where you're trying yeah. to kind of curve out, play your stuff on curve. Just a little bit faster. Yeah, because this allows you to like attack, put in a gear hulk, and then also cast a removal spell, or also cast like a planeswalker or a another care, uh, creature or whatever. I like it. I like it. We'll have to see. I don't know, like if we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Also, I still don't really have a conception for what the new green deck might look like. Well, you keep saying the. I, I don't know. I don't think there's one. I don't think like I think there could be multiple green decks. Like I think black green energy aggro like could evolve into something. Uh, like yes, you don't get to run snake anymore if there's minus one minus one counter themed. Um that's like C standard play. Yeah. Because that's gonna be the thing is like everyone's discounting snake and saying that the deck is dead because of minus one minus one counters, but minus one minus one counters need to actually see play in standard consistently to make that deck bad. You think um, consistently, even if there's just like an incidental minus one, minus one here and there, you don't think that's enough to sort of just kill it? Well, it depends. Like if, if the minus one, minus one counters are being put on their own creatures, like the the cards that we've seen so far with minus one, minus one counters that are the most standard competitive are the ones that are like the two mana three fours, the two mana four four, and that just puts it on itself. I don't think, have we seen any cards that make minus one, minus one counters that were like, wow, that's really strong. No, we had the demon, but yeah, I don't because it think feels like if you have that. the demon, then maybe what you do is like you side it in against snake, but then you just side out your snakes post board. Right. So I don't know. I think that the the like black green energy deck maybe could still be playable if there's not a deck that uses minus one minus one counters to such a degree that it just hoses that that matchup and is yeah. like has decent game against the other decks in the meta game. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I was totally discounting snake, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think the two best cards from tonight were Angel of Sanctions, uh, I think is the best one, and Champion of Ronas is, I think, the second best one. Um, Angel of Sanctions, I like, feel oh, very... Oh, also, Dissenter's Deliverance. Oh, we yeah, that yeah, was yeah, I'm very sorry. Important. Yeah, that's, that's a really good card as well, yes. Just not as flashy, but very efficient, very good at what it does. Yep. Um, Angel of Sanctions, will see standard play, I'm pretty sure, I feel pretty confident saying that. Um, Dissenter's Deliverance, definitely will see standard play, especially if Mardu, or maybe it'll, you know, suppress Mardu and then go away until mardu comes back and then it comes that card comes back and it's like well through. i don't think we already have natural obsolescence and mardu is still great so i don't think dissenter's deliverance is going to make the make or break mardu yeah um and we'll have to see if any other decks move to running more main board artifacts uh, especially also we have manglehorn like manglehorn yeah. is so good that i know I'm you, so like, excited yeah dissenter's deliverance maybe you play it in a sideboard decks. like this ends up being more of a cyber card you right because you already Manglehorn have main board main. answers yeah um manglehorn is just great uh yep and then champion of runas i think probably see some play in some shell i think people will try it out i'm not super high on it like i think it could end up being really powerful but it like we were saying it can be i think pretty hit or miss because for it to be good you gotta have something in your hand that like is good to to, to play out yeah like, and it's it has a bad to live for a turn it has a lift for, yeah you know like it it's 
There are plenty of creatures that we play in standard that don't have ETBs, but when you're getting to four drops, there are fewer and fewer of those. Yeah, four and when you're getting to four, like that's where you really want to be able to play something and have an impact, unless right. you're playing Panharmonicon, of course. Sure, but have an impact immediately so that if they kill it that turn or the next turn, right. you, you've you got some Because you're, you lose, you fall really behind if you play a four drop and then they go Grasp of Darkness, Walking Ballista for one. Like, they're just able to deploy multiple threats in turn and, like, trade up on mana with their removal spell um, is never a good thing. Yeah. So. That's the thing about, like, we were saying if you want to use this and throw down a, a, a Gear Hulk, you're swinging on turn five. You can just play the Gear Hulk. Like, right, but I think you're it comes this back tempo to the tempo death. where you get to, like, flash in a Gear Hulk and also play a threat. Yeah, the flash is nice. But at... So you say also play a threat. You might not have that yeah, many other spell. cards left. You can do something, right? You could play, play removal spell, flash and gear hulk. Yeah, if you have other cards. If you're playing this tempo deck, you probably played out a lot of your cards by turn five. Yeah, that sure. might you be might the top of your curve. Of stuff in your hand, and then you're so, playing the last card in your hand exactly. off of champion, which you could have just cast anyways. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. I think the ability to put a creature of any mana cost, any color, down onto the battlefield at... No, no. I don't think the color thing is relevant. I don't I know, think people are going to cool. play it's like cool. off-color cards. Oh no, that would be in terrible because they need to be able to cast them. Right, if you don't have this. Yeah. But I mean, it's a powerful ability. I just think the, the body and the, the delay of a full turn yeah. are, are very iffy. You can only use it once every other turn as well. Yeah. Since it are there any red enchantments that watching. give everything haste? Always oh. watching means that you can uh, four for it, and it does exert means that it can do it every turn. Yeah. But. Um, what about I think the always um, watching wants to be a little more aggressive than what's, that? What's the Red's God's name? Hazaret. Yeah. So what if you play Hazaret's Favor, the enchantment? Then you give this plus two plus zero in haste, so that the turn it comes down, you can swing. Hazaret's Favor. Yeah, isn't that that the awful enchantment? Yeah. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because it would be better if it had haste. That's so bad. <laughs> So you want to play on turn three an enchantment that kills your own creatures. Well, this so is going to die can... anyway. No, it's not. <laughs> not if you put in a creature that's good, like any of the creatures we listed. Yeah, I know. I just, I... we'll see about this. Hazard's favor. If I'm that sees joking. play, if I'm that sees joking. play, if that sees play, I will do something like extreme. Yeah, like, no. I'll eat, I... eat like a card or something. That's not that extreme. Come on. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you want me to do? Hazard's favor sees play. What do I do? And and we have to put good parameters in this. So ha a deck with Hazard's favor within contained in the seventy five, top eights and SCG open or at Grand Prix, and what will I? Top do? eights. You're not going to say like top thirty two. Top eights. Top eights. And when you say played in the seventy five, what if it's just in the sideboard? That. Good is enough? like literally what what in the 75 means. I know, I'm just making sure like it's good enough if they never bring it in. It, I said in the 7 in the 75 it counts. Just confirming the conditions. Um how about we leave this up to our listeners? Uh we can leave it up to our listeners if you want to. Like they can tweet me, Twitter me at uh Ryan Normandon on Twitter. Twitter. Tweet tweet. All right. So that is. You know, it. the only person's gonna respond is gonna be Min. And Min's gonna be like, okay, we're cutting You have to eat an Eldrazi Displacer. You have to rip up an Eldrazi Displacer. Because he hates that card. And I love yeah. it. It's the best card I've ever okay. printed. Okay, we're, we're cutting all this, but okay. So we're not cutting all this. What are you talking about? Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, so I think that about wraps it up. So I think that about wraps it up. Uh, once again, we're brought to you by New England Comics at NEC Coolidge on Facebook and Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.